Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Well, welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. I am glad you are joining me and always enjoy these times of considering current events and history and leadership and all of it through the eye of faith. I want to return to a topic that we have talked about before in this podcast, but this time I want to issue a little bit of a warning. You know, our schools don't tend to teach economics at sort of the general level. You can major in college, you can choose that economics class in high school, but for the most part, our schools, especially our high schools, elementary schools, don't teach economics, don't teach money. I've long advocated that uh, high schools, colleges really should have a life math course, um, personal finance course, where they they teach math, uh, the kind that people actually need to live, and they teach the basics of economics. In other words, how to live. Most of us will not major in business. Most of us uh, do not understand economics at an advanced level. And so it would be great if the schools would teach the basics of economics and the math that we need, the math we need to build houses, the math we need to, you know, manage our checkbook, the math we need to understand compound interest or investments, all of that kind of thing. Do it all in one great class. And that's what I've been urging as much as I can. But as a result of that kind of situation in our schools, many people go out into the world and they don't understand the basics of economics that affect their lives. No accusation. They've just been set up for it. And I certainly want to urge parents and everybody who can, churches, places of faith, community centers, uh, every kind of organization to consider having the kind of course I've just described, something where somebody who knows what they're doing and is a good communicator gets up and says, look, this is how this works. This is how you can manage your your finances, your, your economic world. This is how you can prosper and uh, stand against some of the tides that are coming economically in our age. So I say all of that to say that when I bring up the subject I'm going to talk about in this podcast, which is inflation, many people go, oh gosh, that's one of those complex you know, topics that I don't really understand. So I'm going to try to make it as simple as possible, but I need to talk about it because this word, inflation, is threatening your finances, your economics right now because of what's happening in government. So let me let me do a little bit of a basic layer here. Inflation is basically when government expands the money supply, okay? You think of money as something that's in your purse or in your wallet, something your employer gives you. You put some of it in the bank, um, and, and that's that's fine. That's a basic level of understanding, and that, that's, what we all, that's where we all live every day. At the same time, though, uh, there is this na- nationally and even internationally managed economy uh, and certain aspects of your government, certain departments or uh, branches of your government, not branches, but certain parts of your government, like the Federal Reserve Board, etc., manage the overall shape and amount size of the money supply in our country. And government actions can expand that money supply 
and do so in a way that makes the money in your pocket less valuable. That's what, what inflation fundamentally is. Inflation is something that largely happens because of government action. It expands the money supply, therefore making your money less valuable, your cash, the money in the bank, less valuable. Now, this is just basic life. You know what I'm talking about. If you got 10 kids and one Oreo, that kid's unbelievably, I mean, I'm sorry, that Oreo is unbelievably valuable, right? Every kid wants it, and a kid would go out and mow the yard or do 50 push-ups to get that Oreo. But if there are 10 kids and 100 Oreos, well, then each Oreo has become less valuable, right? A kid's not going to mow the yard for one Oreo uh, if there are a hundred of them to be shared amongst 10 kids because there's a lot going on. There are a lot, there's a lot of supply. Well, this is, this is a, just a simple, simple way of saying the more there is of something, the less valuable each individual aspect or part of that something is. Uh, and so as a result, you, you, you lose value. So what happens then is that the, the federal government can engage in policies that expand the money supply, thus creating what's called inflation. It's a good word, actually. They inflate the money supply, just like you blow up a balloon, making it bigger. And so your individual part of the money supply, the money you have in your hand, the money you have in your bank, the money you have in your IRAs or whatever, it's less valuable. Okay, so let's get down to what's happening right now. Right now, uh, under the Biden administration, we have an inflation rate of about 5.9% as of the end of September 2021. Okay, now that's not horrible. That's not terrible. That's not destroying the economy yet. However, we all know that Congress has been battling with the president, uh, and Congress has been battling itself, over a massive structural spending bill of trillions of dollars, 3.5 I think is the latest number, trillion dollars, that the federal government is going to dump. Now, they're going to spend it for infrastructure upgrades. They're going to spend it for programs for, you know, preschool and things of that nature. Uh, but basically, they are pouring it on the economy. 3.5, some, some are considering $4 trillion. That's a lot of zeros. So that means the money supply is being expanded. Now, what our, what our leaders, what our, what our government leaders ought to be doing uh, is they ought to be considering history. In the 1970s, Jimmy Carter came to office, and he also engaged in a lot of massive federal programs that involved a lot of massive federal spending. And inflation rose dramatically, reaching as high as almost 14%. It was somewhere in the range of 13%, 13.7, 13, 13.9. Uh, but the point is, very high inflation. Well, what, what followed then was what economists called stagflation. You can actually inflate the money supply and reduce the value of money to the point um, where people are being laid off. There aren't jobs. Everything's very expensive. Prices go up. That's what you're seeing in our time. Prices are going up for everything. Some of that's the supply chain coming out of COVID, and it will right itself. But inflation is part of that. And so you're spending more at the grocery store, more at the gas line. You're spending more for 
clothes. You're spending probably spending more for school, uh, all the things that you need there. Your vacation costs more. You know, your iPhone costs more. Your, you know, your latte costs more. All the things that you buy. So all of that is a result in part of inflation. And in the Carter era, era you had unbelievable stagflation. Everything rose in, in price. Of course, you had some other factors that contributed to that, like OPEC, the Middle East oil cartel, was raising the prices on oil, limiting oil production. So the prices went up. You had long gas lines. You had lots of layoffs. Unemployment rose dramatically. And it was called stagflation. And the reason was, that inflation contributed to a stagnant economy in the 1970s. And I'll tell you, frankly, that and some uh, other uh, habits of Jimmy Carter, I think, may, is what made him a one-term president. And, of course, he ran into the juggernaut of, of Ronald Reagan. Uh, all of that to say that we are at a moment when Mr. Biden is doing exactly what Jimmy Carter did. And it's very likely we're going to see high inflation. Now, there was just a report out uh, summarizing the conclusion of 400 government economists. <laughs> I mean, that just makes me laugh. We got four, we're employing 400 economists, but still 400 government economists, uh, economists employed by the government. And they're concluding that inflation is not going to be that big a deal. Well, I want to tell you that exactly that happened in the 70s, where economists who are used to swallowing a certain amount of inflation as a normal economic practice said, no big deal. And we ended up with a country that was in horrible shape with what they call stagflation, with an economy that was shut down. And it made Ronald Reagan look like a savior when things began to turn around and we began to see prosperity moving into the 80s. All of this to say that I want to warn you I want to warn you that we're sitting at 5.9 inflation right now. That's that's about half of what uh, we experienced in the Carter years. And we have yet to swallow as a country this $3.5 trillion that is likely to be dumped on the economy in the coming years. Government spending for, again, as I say, infrastructure and other things intended to do good, I believe. But nevertheless, it's going to make the Oreo you have in your pocket less valuable. So be aware of that. Urge your political leaders to combat inflation. Inflation, and this is going to be a very radical statement here, but inflation is essentially government theft. It's a way that government, in doing what it wants to do in society, in doing what, what it, it thinks best in society, Literally, it doesn't reach into your pocket and take your, your $5 out of your wallet. It just makes that $5 less valuable. It's government theft. Inflation is government policy that takes money from you. And we don't think that way because nothing, you know, you're not writing a check. It's not like you're paying taxes to the IRS. You're not writing a check. You're not having to reach into your pocket and take out that $5 and mail it off to Joe Biden on Pennsylvania Avenue in Washington, D.C. But what's happening is money is being taken from you because your money is less valuable. So, Many people, even conservatives, are cheering this infrastructure deal, this $3.5 trillion that's going to be dumped on the economy. But we need to keep an eye on inflation. What good is it if you have better roads, but your money is worth half what it was or, or much less than what it was? Uh, what good is it if we've got uh, certain pet programs of Joe Biden uh, launched with government money, but stagflation is happening in the economy? 
and at a time when we we should be thriving, we we should absolutely be thriving given American ingenuity, investment, entrepreneurship, etc. Given the global markets, it should be a great time. So. I'm not an anarchist. I'm not even a libertarian. Uh, I'm just a a slightly right-of-center conservative who believes that government should be contained. And one of the areas in which government needs to be contained is in spending, which we all know is absurd in D.C., is robbing a future for our our children. It's not like they're not going to have one. They're just not going to have as good of one as previous generations have had if this kind of thing continues. So those of you who are in political leadership listening to this podcast, and I so appreciate you being here, please work against inflation. There are ways things can be done. Government spending needs to happen. We know that. We understand that. But we do not need the skyrocketing inflation. We're already at 5.9. We could easily end up exceeding Carter-era levels of inflation. That could shut down much of the economy. That could reduce savings. Americans work hard. They, they, they save their money. For the, Many of them do. Some are unwise. Um, they, they, they try to have savings accounts. Many of them are just doing all they can to pay their monthly bills. Stagflation, inflation, reduces the value of their money. Prices go up. People can't afford things. Jobs are less present. Right now we're in a hot job market, labor market, but that could go away. So I'm not doom and gloom. I'm usually an optimist, and I am for the most part uh, when it comes to our overall economy. But inflation is something you want to watch. And for those of you who are investment-minded, be sure that you get – if inflation starts to rise, you don't want to be holding a lot of cash. You want to hold hard assets that can adjust according to the new price levels, okay? So those of you in political leadership, as I say, work against inflation. The rest of us, be wise, urge our political leaders to work against inflation. Keep your eye on Joe Biden. I don't dislike the man. I don't hate the man. I don't think that's that's right. We shouldn't have hatred in our hearts. I'm a Christian who tries to love everybody. But I'm also a guy who can look at economic factors and say, uh, this man has not really led anything in the private sector. He's 50 years a politician. He thinks in terms of government action, government spending. And he is about to dump a massive amount of money on the American economy, which is going to result in some degree of inflation. How much is yet unknown? That will reduce the value of what you own in terms of of actual cash and, and dollars. So be wise. Invest wisely. If it goes badly, get out of cash because it just re- it just reduces the like I say the five dollars in your pocket. And let's work for an economy that's strong and wise, without suffering through what we endured during the Jimmy Carter years. I think, by the way, for those of you who might be tempted to be offended here, that Jimmy Carter is basically a good man. But economically, his administration was known to be one of those eras that was a disaster for us economically. And that's all I'm talking about in this podcast. So go forth and conquer. (laughs) Go forth and be wise. Keep your eye on the inflation rate. Keep your eye on government spending. And those of you in a position to make a difference in this in D.C. and other positions around the country, let's work against inflationary practices. It's not necessary. We don't want to be accused in this generation of the government stealing the wealth of the people so the people cannot live the lives they need to live. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, 
Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and Lincoln's Battle with God. Learn more at stephenmansfield.tv.